welcome to the Soul Revival Church Podcast. My name is Melissa Poisel, and my husband TJ and I are the lead pastors here at Soul Revival. Thank you so much for listening in. We pray that today's message is encouraging and inspiring. Good morning and welcome to Soul Revival Church at Home. We're so thankful that you're here with us. My name is TJ, and we're excited to enter into another Sunday morning with you. Uh, If you're a guest with us, we're thankful that you spent some time to join us. Uh, Here at Soul Revival Church, you don't have to believe to belong. All are welcome and you can come as you are. We serve a God who is continually pursuing us and chasing after us. We want you to know that he loves you exactly where you're at. And we're actually in the midst of a series called Outbreak. Now, we've experienced different kinds of outbreaks. COVID-19 and this pandemic is one that we've obviously been able to look at and say, yeah, this feels like an outbreak. But we've been studying the book of Acts and the outbreak of the gospel, the good news of who Jesus is, because he has come to bring restoration. He can heal. He can bring, he can bring positive things from difficult moments. And it's been really great to see what that first church looked like. After Jesus came, died for us, and rose again, and ascended in heaven, his apostles started to be a part of an outbreak that's brought the gospel to where we are right now, where we can encounter Jesus in fresh new ways, in the way that he wants to speak in and through our lives. And today we're going to continue that adventure, that journey in Acts 8. So if you've got your Bible with you, go ahead, pull it out. Uh, If not, we'll throw the verse at the bottom. But we just want you to know, uh, the Bible is not something to be intimidated by. It's not a rule book of the things you have to do so that God will love you. It's a love story. It's a love story about a God who created us, but because of our mistakes, through the free will that he had given us, separated ourselves from God through sin. But he's continued to fight to get back to us, which ultimately culminated in him sending Jesus to die for our sins so that we could have direct relationship with him. And this is his love story of him coming after us, him looking to create a relationship with us and to show us his goodness and his grace and to give us insight of here's how we can live so that we can encounter love and joy and hope. It is his love story. And we are thankful that we get to use it to be able to look into what he's speaking to us. So again, we're in Acts 8 today, and we're going to be reading from verse 4. And um, just a little backdrop to it. What we've been studying, we just heard about Stephen, and Stephen being killed, being stoned to death for his faith. And because of that, it forced Christians to start to be persecuted, and they were scattering off. They were going to different places to avoid that persecution. And here's what it says in Acts 8, 4. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much that you are here, that you are with us, that you are for us and never against us, that you have a plan and a purpose through this message here. God, I pray that you would speak through me. You would help me get out of the way. And Holy Spirit, whatever it is you need to speak to someone this morning, that you would be there, that you would be in their midst, God, and that they would encounter you and they would hear your truth and your goodness. God, I pray that you would continue to help us to be a part of an outbreak of the gospel. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you're taking notes with us this morning, the title of this message is Wherever. 
wherever. So go ahead, jot that at the top of your notes. Um, and we're excited about what God's wanting to speak to us through this time this morning. Now, last week we got to talk about the armor of God and what it looks like to put it on and utilizing the analogy of putting on football equipment and getting geared up and ready for battle. And it made me and reminded me of this through this morning's verse, the fact that the believers were scattered, that they were scattered. And um, in football, you come together in a huddle and then you say, ready, break, and you break out and you scatter to go and pursue the play ahead of you, to try to accomplish victory. And as I thought about these disciples being scattered, there's so much that runs through my mind because in this moment, it's not something that they necessarily wanted to have happen. And right now, I feel like we're scattered in a sense, where we've been quarantined or have been figuring out social distancing. Talk about scattered, right? A group of people that could have been in close proximity now, you're keeping your six feet of distance, and it feels like we're scattered. Well, what does that look like in our lives, and how does that compare to the Bible and what was happening in those days? Because as the believers were scattered, they went off into different regions and different places. But it's not even necessarily something that they wanted to do. A fellow believer, a brother in Christ, was just killed for his faith And then more Christians were being persecuted because of that faith and it forced them to go into different places. Do you ever feel forced, like you're being pushed into different places that you didn't expect? That you're being driven to a location that you didn't have a part of determining, but you find yourself being scattered? What must have been running through the minds of these apostles? Was there fear? Were they scared? Were they wondering if their life could be taken at any moment? All these emotions that they must have been going through. And for us here today, what does that look like in our lives? Feeling scattered, feeling isolated, feeling like we can't connect with people the way we would have liked to. How about you? But I miss hugs. I miss high fives. I miss smiling, seeing people close up. I know, I know with a mask on, you can see the smile through the eyes a little bit, but it's just not the same. But what must they have been feeling as they were scattered and in different areas, not with one another? It's incredible the way that God works and right now, the similarities that we're feeling expressing through it. But what we want to take a look at today is that when we're scattered, no matter what, we can still share the gospel wherever we're at. And God will actually use that to do it. And we are given an example in Acts 8 of what that looks like. And as we look at Philip and the way that God was using Philip. Now, Philip was one of the seven. So a few weeks back, we talked about how seven people had been chosen to take care of widows. And one of those was Stephen that we talked about last week. Philip is another one. And Philip is, his story is incredible because think about this. Philip, one of those seven. So he was working in close proximity with Stephen. He was helping serve and God was using them to encourage, to inspire, to continue sharing the good news of who Jesus is. But then his friend Stephen is killed and he's forced into a new land, into a new place. The things he must have been feeling and wondering and questioning, but God uses him in incredible ways. So as we read our verse for today where it says, that those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went, Philip gives us some insight into what that can look like within our lives. 
and what he did when he was scattered. Now, when he was scattered, he went to Samaria. Samaria was a place where um, there's different culture, different races there. And Jewish culture, they actually opposed Samaritans. But Jesus came to say, nope, everyone is created equal. And he had some interactions, some encounters with some Samaritans. And this is where Philip was sent off to. Now here he is in Samaria and feeling compelled to share the gospel. He had no other choice but to share what God has done in his life. And man, if you're feeling scattered and isolated right now, it could be hard to feel like, all right, God, what do you want to do in and through me right now? I'm in a foreign place. I'm doing things I never did before. I'm encountering and interacting with people less and less but maybe others in more ways digitally and virtually through Zoom and other technological platforms. I'm feeling scattered, but what does it look like for me to share the gospel wherever I go, to share the good news of who Jesus is? And Philip breaks it down for us by the way he lived out his life. And there's three different categories of people that he reached and that he spoke to through this moment that I think we could draw a lot of comparison from and we can learn from to understand, God, how do you want to use me in this season? How do you want me to be a part of seeing lives changed and transformed through the hope and love that only Jesus can provide, regardless of what we're facing, regardless of the fact that we might feel scattered right now. But wherever we are, you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. You have a plan and a purpose for us to be used by you because God wants to use you to change and impact lives. And Philip sets that example for us. So what does it look like to share wherever, even if you're scattered? Now, Philip, one of those of the seven who had now come to Samaria, he's met with some people, some people that were following a guy named Simon. This guy named Simon was into sorcery, and he was trying to uh, utilize trickery and just different things at those times to make people follow him because he was seeking fame and he wanted this power and this control. He even considered himself one of great power. And they thought that this Simon was the power of God because of that. But these individuals were feeling um, like they were trying to search for something more. Have you ever felt that way? I mean, in the way that I consider is that they were following false gods, false gods or frauds is another way we could put it. In our life, it might not be somebody with sorcery. It might not be someone, but it might be somebody else. It might be a celebrity that we're looking up to and we're trying to attain and and seek gratification through who they are. It might be through finances, how much money we can attain to hopefully fill this void that we have within our lives, having that right job, looking for a spouse, seeking drugs and alcohol because we think that's going to fulfill us and sustain us. So those are the things that we're following. We're following after false gods. We're following after these fake things in our lives that we think are going to give us gratification, but ultimately it leaves us feeling broken. So when Philip shares the story of Jesus, what he had done for them, who he was, and the way that God was using him to perform miracles and heal people in that region. They looked at him and said, yes, we believe in Jesus. Their lives were changed and transformed. See, because he, wherever he went, shared the gospel. But you also need to know that wherever you are, the gospel can reach you. Whatever hurt you're feeling, whatever brokenness you're feeling, whatever chains you feel like are holding you back, Jesus will meet you wherever you're at. 
whatever you're going through, he is there for you. He loves you and he wants to help you through it and he wants you to know that there is a better way. And lives are being transformed all over the place and you think, man, well this Simon, he must be growing bitter, right? See, and what he identifies in this moment to me is someone who is who is really trying to be focused on fame. The selfish desire to have the power because he called himself that with power. But here's what's incredible. When God starts to work in and through your life, even the people that you think that are too powerful, too famous, too above you from, I don't know, some worldly standard. I don't even know who makes up that kind of stuff. But God's saying, no, I want to use you to impact everybody, even those who think that they're powerful. God can use you to transform their life because Simon sees what God is doing and he accepts Jesus as his Lord and Savior. His life is changed and transformed through the hope and love of Jesus. See, because God wants to use people like you and me to help impact those that are feeling lost and broken. So wherever you find yourself right now, Jesus is coming after you. But he needs people like you and me also to say, wherever I'm at, I want to share the good news of Jesus. And that's why we are better together. That's why God has created us all for community because some of us are in a place right now where we are hurting, where we are feeling brokenness, or we are seeking the wrong things and we're having selfish moments of pridefulness. (laughs) I just realized my shirt says be humble. That was not intentional for this message, but I think that it's so true though because we find ourselves in these moments of seeking our own selfish desires and motives and ambitions at times like Simon. I think we can relate to either of these categories, chasing after false things or chasing after things that are going to catapult us or put ourselves on a pedestal. But God said, you know what? I want to meet you in it. I want to meet you right there to help you get past it, to help you push through it, because I am greater than all of it. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The only way to find true joy, true restoration, true hope is through the hope and love that only Jesus can provide. And he wants to meet you right where you're at. And for those of you who are saying, that's cool because I, I am following Jesus and I love him with all of my heart. That's great. What can we learn from Philip to continue to share the gospel wherever we're at? See, because it's one thing to say, yes, I believe in Jesus. And you're living it out. But if you don't actually share who Jesus is with the people you're surrounded by, they just think you're another good person. We're all broken and we all fall short. There is no one good, not even one, other than Jesus. We all have our own internal flaws. Things that other people may not see because we try to hide them really well. But God's saying, you know what? I am good though and I want to work through you, but you've got to share who I am. You have to share the fact that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the one helping you through this. And that's what happens in these moments. But there's struggles. Even after accepting relationship with Jesus, there's struggles and tensions that we work through within our lives. See, Simon is a good example of this because he was. He was going after and being focused on fame for himself. But he had an encounter with Jesus that changed his life. But even at times, we accept Jesus, but it's easy to drift back into the old ways of life. Because then, Peter and John come to Samaria because they're hearing about all these lives that are being changed and transformed through Jesus using Philip. Through the Holy Spirit speaking through Philip to help transform lives. And in this moment, when Jesus is in that place, working through Philip, and these lives are being transformed, Simon starts to see some stuff. 
because Peter and John come in and they're helping people encounter the fullness of who God is. And he's like, I want that. Can I pay for it? How much money? What do you need for me to be able to be a part of what that looks like? And sometimes it can get that way. Well, we're more thinking with our head, God, what can I do to earn your love? What can I do to have your power? What can I do to have the hope that you can offer? And those are things we have to repent of. That's what Peter tells Simon in this moment. Like, you need to repent. You need to go to God and ask for forgiveness. Now, repentance is not a bad thing. It's not like, oh, repent. No, repentance is about turning away and going back in a different direction. So it's turning away from the wrong direction in life and turning toward God. Saying, God, I want to come towards you. I'm sorry. I'm trying to have more humility in my life. Help me to uncover what that looks like in and through my own life because I want what you have for me. So you can't think, all right, I've accepted Jesus, now I'm supposed to be perfect, because nobody is perfect. We're all works in progress. And you have to look at yourself and say, okay, I'm good, because you know what? I might not be where I want to be yet, but I'm not where I was. That I've got a plan and a purpose. I know God's put in my heart, but I still make some mistakes. That is okay, because it, it's important that we acknowledge it. Nobody is perfect. We're all striving to look more like Jesus. But we have to surround ourselves with people that are going to help speak life into us. Because sometimes truth, even though it might be a tense moment, it might be challenging conversations with those you love, it comes from a place of love. It has to. Because we want to, we want to help people step into what God has for us. To have more of who Jesus is. Because as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And we want that for one another. See, now all of these lives are being changed and transformed in Samaria. And then the Holy Spirit speaks to Philip and says, all right, I need you to go to Gaza now. It's like, what? What do you mean? This ministry is awesome. This church is growing. God, you're using me in big ways and you want me to leave? And for some of you, you might feel like, what in my life? I feel like things were just getting going in the right direction. Things were just where I wanted them to be. And now you want to send me to a desert? You want to send me to a place I don't know? Anybody? You want me to start over? This just doesn't seem fair. See what the Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. To prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. See, we have to have faith. We have to trust in God that his plans and his ways are greater than ours. And he might call us to go to some places sometimes where it doesn't seem like it makes sense, but he's got a plan for us in it. See, because not only does the Holy Spirit prompt him to go to Gaza, but he also prompts him to take the road less traveled by, a road no one else ever takes. Do you ever feel like you have to take more challenging roads? There's never just a highway to success that you just jump on. It's like, man, I'm on these off ramps. There's all this construction. I'm continually stopping, stopping, stopping and feel like I'm making no progress. That's okay because God, God's in the vehicle with you. And I would actually pray that you say, hey, God, help me put myself in the passenger seat so that you can drive. Because he might lead you down some detours, but he's going to use you through it. See, because Philip as he's taking this side road to Gaza, comes across this Ethiopian man, this man of great wealth and power. And he had just come from Jerusalem where he had scripture open and was reading it. And here's actually what he was reading from Isaiah. 
Isaiah 53, 7-8, he was reading, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before the shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was punished. See, the, here's this Ethiopian man of wealth headed away from Jerusalem where he went to the temple and was on his way back to Ethiopia where he was studying God's word. And Philip could have been like, you know what, I don't want to approach him. Here's this rich guy hanging out. I don't, I don't know what should I do, what should I not do, but the Holy Spirit prompted him, go to him, go to him. And as he went to him, he heard this Ethiopian reading that scripture. So he asked him, has a conversation with him. How you doing? What are you reading? Any, any questions I could answer? And the response is, yeah, I'm, I'm reading this right now, but I don't have anyone here to help me understand what the true meaning of it is. I don't know what I'm reading. Can you let me know who this is about? See, and for some of you right now, you're in the same position where you are trying to find your faith. You're reading the scripture and you might not be able to understand as you're going through the Bible. And that's okay because there's a lot of us that fall in that same place or those of us that have been there before. See, but God has someone in your life that he wants to help you understand what it looks like. I found myself lost and broken for a long time, seeking and searching for God, ultimately thinking that he doesn't exist or if he did, he doesn't love me because I truly had no understanding of who he was until someone came into my life who was willing to share who God is and who Jesus was to me, which changed everything. And in this moment, Philip takes that opportunity to share with this Ethiopian man of high stature and status. And I say, you know what, that scripture right there, that's talking about Jesus Christ. That's talking about Jesus who came. And because we were separated from God because of the sin of man, that he came so that we could have a direct relationship with God. But in order to do so, he had to be sacrificed for our sake. That he died for us. He died for you. And he died for me. Because we could we could never pay the full penalty for our own sin. But Jesus can't. Jesus came so that we could have forgiveness for our past, present, and future sin so that it could be wiped clean because the Bible says our sin is as far as the east is from the west through Jesus. And as Philip shared it with this man, his heart transformed. He finally had clarity. He understood this God he had been seeking, that he had been searching for. He now understood that it was Jesus, that Jesus came to die for him. But that Jesus rose again is now seated on high and he can have a direct relationship. And he encountered a life-transforming moment that he used Philip to be a part of. So you might be seeking right now, and there's some people that want to come alongside you. But there's also some of you right now that you know those answers. But wherever you are, you have got to share the gospel because God will provide you with opportunities. He might be taking you down a side road, some detours through some construction, But those blockades are for somebody else's breakthrough. 
Yes, those barriers that you're facing are for somebody else's breakthrough. But you've got to be open to sharing the gospel wherever you are. Because you know what? Somebody else, wherever they're at, God wants to meet them in it. And he wants to use you to be a part of it. Now these are three different areas, three different people. People groups. You know, those that are following false gods. Putting idols in their life over and above the God of the universe because they just don't know any better. See, but wherever you are, if you're sharing the gospel, you can help reach people right there. There are those that, they're just focused on fame. How do they get more followers or likes on social media? God's saying, I want to help reach those people through you, but you have to share the gospel wherever you are. And it might be somebody that's like, I'm seeking God and I'm looking for him, but I'm having a hard time understanding. I'm not seeing him. I'm not feeling him. I'm not encountering him. But you being scattered wherever you are, he wants to use you to help reach those people. But if you're sitting there like, you know what, but I, I'm one of those people. I know I'm putting other things over God, seeking the wrong things in my life. That's okay because God will meet you wherever you're at. You're going to be saying, you know what, I do have some pride issues and I'm seeking fame. I want people's, I want people's accolades. Acknowledging it is huge and that's okay because God will meet you wherever you're at. And if you're seeking God and you're trying to see where he's at, God will provide someone because he wants to meet you wherever you're at. But in all three of these circumstances, there is a response that came after this acceptance of who Jesus was. There is a response that's so important that we need to move toward in our lives the way that these individuals did here. If you take time to read through Acts 8, what you will see, the response in all three of these different areas, these three different groupings of people and what they're facing. After they accepted a relationship with Jesus, they were baptized. See, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he was baptized by John the Baptist. And it is so important for us to be baptized. Because the Bible says that when we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, that we need to repent. So we need to turn away from our old ways of life and turn toward God and be baptized. See, baptism is an outward expression of what God has been doing internally, the way he's been changing and transforming your heart. So after making a decision to follow Jesus, it is important then to go and make that declaration to say, I want to be baptized. It's saying goodbye to the old you. Putting that sin and this old way of life, putting it underneath the water and coming up a new you, a new person, new in Christ. This representation of, of freedom that you have in your relationship with Jesus. It is so important for us to take those next steps and we would encourage you, even if today, if you've never accepted Jesus before, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that in a moment. But it's still for you right now. Or maybe you've accepted Jesus years ago, but you've never been baptized. That's okay. You still need to be baptized and you can make that decision right now. Or maybe you were baptized as a kid, but it was before you made your own personal relationship, your personal decision to step into relationship with Jesus. This is for you right now. Because it's important after you've made that decision to then make that decision to be baptized. And this coming Friday at our Friday Night Lights at North Beach, we're going to be given an opportunity for you to be baptized. 
I remember the moment when I was baptized and being able to share my story, my testimony of what God did in my life and the way he transformed my life and the fact that I was broken, that I had made so many mistakes, but I know that Jesus met me right where I was at because he will meet you wherever you're at. But there was something so incredibly significant and special about that moment where I got to say goodbye to the old me and hello to the new me. Because you are a new creation in Christ. Come join us for Friday Night Lights. Come join us and make that decision to be baptized. We'll actually put a form, a link to a form right now in the comments section where you can sign up and register to come and be a part of it because it's going to be incredibly special. And we want to celebrate with you as a church family. Now, if you've never made a decision to step into a relationship with Jesus and you're saying, I want to do that, but what does that look like? Well, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. It's a matter of believing that Jesus is who he says he was, that he came, that he died for your sins, but that he raised again so that you can have direct relationship with God. It's just saying, yes, I believe, and it's confessing it with your mouth. So right now, if you want to step into a relationship with Jesus, all you have to say is, I believe. You can say it out loud wherever you are right now, I believe. You can put it in the comments section right now, I believe. Text a friend, text somebody that you know has been praying for you, that's been sharing who Jesus is. Just text them, I believe. Because I believe God wants to do something in and through your life that you can never imagine. You might feel like you are not valuable, that you are not cared for, that you are not loved, but you are. And God will meet you right where you're at. And all you have to say is, I believe. We're actually going to throw a link in the comments section here where we'd love for you to click on it too. If you made that decision today to let us know so we can come alongside you. Life is not meant to do alone because we are better together. And we would love to come alongside you in this journey and be praying with you and equip you. Same way Philip met that Ethiopian, to be able to share what God's word is saying in different moments. It is so important that we do life together. But we would also love to pray with you right now in this moment. If you would pray with us over that decision that you just made. And church family, let's pray along with them. God, I thank you so much for those that made that decision today to step into a relationship with you. God, we are thankful that they're saying, I want to put the old ways aside and say yes to Jesus. They believe that you died for them, that you have died for all of us, but that you are raised again and seated on high. Lord, we pray that you would surround them with support, with love, that they would continue to encounter you in fresh new ways, that they would pursue you and seek you with all of their hearts, and that you will meet them wherever they're at. God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining Soul Revival Church Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us to help reach more people with the hope and love of Jesus. If you would like to support our ministry, you can visit us online at www.soulrevival.church.